we do have some pain that's out there, but maybe it was meant to be. Maybe, maybe we needed to get to this level of pain in order to see some sort of a healing take place. Live. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are you? All good. Just good. getting back to, uh, you know, what's happening on the ground, what we're seeing around. Uh, you just turn on the TV and want to tie like market forces to what's happening, you know, what we're seeing on TV every day. Obviously, the latest thing is, you know, that, that these the protests, riots, everyone has a different word for it in Washington last Wednesday. And the last thing I want to do is get political on this. I, the furthest thing from that, I want to look at what are the underlying forces that are actually pushing these things into motion that are actually happening? Why is it happening? Yeah, I think that's a brilliant way to do it. I mean, why get entrenched in the far left and far right? Uh, what good is that going to, yeah, that, to that, do? That doesn't help. And at the same time, if we're sitting here just talking about housing prices, that's great. And it's it's very insightful and it's, it's helpful when we're making moves for clients. But if we just sit here and say, well, housing you know, prices in this town are up 16%, that's great. But at the end of the day, people go, I don't really give a I want to move forward. I got, I got things I got to do. So let's talk about underlying forces. Frustration. People are frustrated. They're in pain. Yeah. I, I think there's, there's a couple big forces right now that you see are uh, economic. You're seeing, uh, you know, technological advances that are either eliminating jobs. Um, you're seeing uh, more of the protectionism and these these kind of things that are out there. And you have people that are upset because they're losing jobs. They're losing earning power, more high paying, high paying jobs. Um, are beginning to be replaced by, say, te technology or eventually uh, artificial intelligence. So they're getting frustrated because they got bills to pay. And you can understand the frustration with any of us. I mean, there's, I know many people that are out of work and COVID just threw this into overdrive. But that's not, it's it's interesting because you have these two different sectors or, or many different sectors. You know, the, the wealthy and the affluent people are actually getting richer right now. Mm -hmm. And the people that are struggling to pay their bills seem to be struggling more than they ever have in the past. So there's a, a, a huge divide. How would, how do we bring this together? How do we, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of giving somebody something that they haven't earned. Okay. So if you're out there and you've just, you know, part of your decision is to, you know, live off, uh, you know, everybody else and social services and whatnot, I'm calling bull on that one. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to work your ass off in this world and get ahead, there should be an opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. If you've, you're playing the system and you're, you're, you know, you've been taught that, you know, having five kids is more beneficial to you, um, you know, fiscally, then I'm not behind you at all. I want to teach a man how to fish as opposed to just give it to him. No, hundred percent. I, I agree with that. 100%. Economically, we've always operated with, um, you know, inflationary market where we, we print more money and pump it into the system to create that annual 2% growth. And without, you know, getting in over my head here, um, the very, that's very same idea of printing money is what's devaluing the dollar to the point where these people that we're going to raise the minimum wage and help people keep up with the inflation we're creating ourselves. It, it's insane. Why are we doing this? It, 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 I'm not even I'm not sure why we're doing this. To me, it looks like the perfect storm mm -hmm. that is, is on the horizon. And I don't want to be doom and gloom at all, but if you look at the economic forces that are at play right now, it does not look like a bright future at some point. Well, fiscal stimulus right now is, is essential, but at the same time, we have to get out of this 
But I don't see any way around like a correction that doesn't lead to possibly a depression. And I, again, I don't want to sound dramatic here. Um, well, what happened I, after the last pandemic? What happened in 1917, 1918? What was right after that? Well, the Roaring Twenties, right. but then what followed that? Well, see, nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I, because right now it does look like things are extremely bright. Mm-hmm. And it does look like we could have after, come on, after this is over, I'm going to be pretty darn psyched to be going on vacation. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to go out to eat. I think money, I'm going to be spending money like I haven't spent money before because I'm going to actually have the opportunity to do so and not be, have the potential to, to get sick. Yeah. So, but what happens after that? Well, then the correction, but look at, let's, let's rewind instead of going back to 1918, let's go back to 2008. Sure. And I read some numbers this morning that said something along the lines of it took $185 trillion of stimulus to create 45 or $46 trillion of actual growth. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward 12 years, the exponential increase of printing money, the uh, the desired effect takes exponentially more dollars to create probably an even smaller effect of actual uh, growth in the economy. It, it, we have compounded. I mean, the issues that took place, they aren't the same as they were in 2008, but as far as uh, the economics behind it all, it has compounded greatly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to make it look ex- extremely minute in comparison to. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to see what happens there. Uh, all we have to do is we need to protect ourselves. Yeah. You know, we, we often talk about gold. We talk about these different currencies, whether it's Bitcoin, value of the dollar, whatnot. I mean, there are a lot of things at play right now that are impacting, going to impact our lives going forward. Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin, you look at that right now and I, I've been looking at the last few weeks and you go, wow. I mean, this was at five or $6,000 back in March, April. Sure. And it's at, I think it's at around $35,000 today after a six or $7,000 correction yesterday. So what does that tell you? I don't know. Maybe I guess that tells me that there's no faith in the, in the dollar. Yeah. I mean, it, trust is ultimately the, the real, the real premium here. And I, it feels like the, uh, we need, a, Bitcoin is actually a liquid version of gold. Sorry. We had a, we had an intruder in the office there. <laughs> it's all good. We love Frank, <laughs> but no, it seems like it's, it'll be like a liquid version of gold. I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows, but I think in, in the end of the day, if um, we're going to have more political division, it's going to get worse. We're seeing it get worse. Uh, on, one, on one side of the aisle, you have somebody saying, well, you guys are all getting screwed, but there's no plan for tomorrow. And on the other side, we're just going to print more money and throw it at. I don't think either side's right. I just I don't get it. I think I think we need to come up with some solutions until we see a correction and it's going to be painful. We're never going to escape this. And the, and the longer we wait and kick the can down the road, the more painful the, let's, the recourse. Let's define the problem. I mean, really, this, this shouldn't be about party lines at this point. This should let's def, let's go in. Let's define each problem. Let's look at it from multiple different perspectives and try to come up with some solutions. Um, and the fact that right now we're seeing a, um, a lot of the corporations and the big corporations out there backing away from political funding in the PACs mm-hmm. is huge to me. That's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have some pain that's out there, but maybe it was meant to be. Maybe, maybe we needed to get to this level of pain in order to see some sort of a healing take place. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think you'll see major changes until you see a cultural shift where people fundamentally believe, hey, wait a second, what are we doing here? This is kind of well, crazy. People are just fighting to fight. Mm-hmm. You know how people just dig in? They just. But, but again, why are they fighting? They're, they, they're, they're, they're in pain. They're hurting. Yeah. And we need to drill down deeper into why are they hurting? Why are they acting the way they are? We all got to come together. If we don't, it's it's going to be a disaster. Well, it's, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I want to I really quick go back to you know, our mind 
monetary system. And, and we keep talking, we talk about gold, we talk about the, the value of the dollar, we talk about Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin's doing so well right now. I'm actually throwing a complete wrench into the way we think about money and, and, and buying things that, you know, it's actually putting downward pressure on gold. Mm-hmm. You know, so people that have always said the gold standard, we went away from the gold standard, what, 71? You know, and, and typically what happens when you go away from the gold standard, the value of the dollar goes to zero. Um, well, we're pretty close. I think we only have what? Was it 97% devalued at this point? Yeah, well, from the time they removed off the gold standard, yeah. Right, and Bitcoin's actually throwing a big wrench in this uh, because it's making people say, well, hold on, maybe the gold standard isn't the way where it's at either. Maybe there's another kind of currency out there and maybe Bitcoin's it and they're hedging their bet. Well, I think the big move you're seeing in Bitcoin right now is the institutional investors that are jumping in. This isn't you and I sitting there going, I'm going to throw 10,000 on this. Let's give it a shot. No, this is major institutional investors. PayPal, Square, they're they're jumping in on this. If you see something bigger like an Amazon or a, a small government jump in on a Bitcoin approach, who knows? But maybe that's what's required to just stabilize ourselves if we put money. In. I, I don't know. Again, we can't we can't be proponents for this. We're just in all of this does impact real estate. It's mm-hmm. it's you know we need to break real estate down into its components. Mm-hmm. You know what do people use real estate for? And I think that's something we need to do in the near future. And and you know look at the pros and the cons of of owning real estate, whether it's commercial or residential. Yeah. And maybe, is it better off to maybe rent? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, It it depends on each person's individual situation, but this conversation is too important not to keep having. Let's continue this moving forward. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.